somewhere at Square Enix headquarters shortly after the E3 2021 live stream. Well, team, I believe that was an amazing live stream. Uh, I don't think it's successful as you think, Mr. Namura. What? People won't stop talking about the Stranger of Paradise trailer. Really now? What are they saying? Are they in love with our more down-to-earth protagonist? Uh, not exactly. They think he looks like Jesse Pinkman from Breaking Bad. Exactly. People love Breaking Bad. Well, what about his rugged determination? Final Fantasy fans have to be loving that, right? Uh, how about that? There have been a lot of memes about that. Here, take a look. Mm, old man yells at chaos? This has to be a joke. They're all jokes, sorry. The Star Wars one with the guy about to kill all of the chaos from Sonic Adventure is pretty funny. Well, we're going to have to change people's minds. Let's get a demo going, people. We have a demo, sir. It's broken at the moment. Well, let's fix this one. Get feedback from it, apply that feedback, and get people talking about this game. A few months later. Well, it's been a week. The demo's out. What do people think? Are they excited about the game now? Oh, boy. <laughs> Now people won't stop making remixes of the MP3 scene. MP3 scene? But I thought people liked Limp Bizkit. They, they sort of like it. Just listen to this, sir. Bullshit. Oh, for the love of... Look, guys, I've got a lot writing on this game selling well. I told Team Ninja that it would be a hit. Well, I guess there's only one thing for us left to do in order to save face. And make the game really, really fun. Sometime after the game's release. Wow, I just finished Stranger of Paradise. So did I. Are you as surprised as I am? Yeah, that was really good. And the story kind of made sense when you think about how the original Final Fantasy's plot. Yeah, I don't know if I should be afraid. No more story shouldn't make sense. I know, I'm scared. Oh, wait, I, I just got a notification. Kingdom Hearts 4 is in development. Oh, thank God, hallelujah. The universe is back to normal. So no one said all games were gonna be this way Backlog's a joke, a choke, game of cards in my head It's like you always play two years behind When you really need a boost to heart, to health, or even your mind No, Cal will be there for you She'll say games are will be there for you We'll be there for you Hello and welcome to RPG Backtrack, your regular deep dive into your favorite RPGs. We are a production of RPGamer.com, bringing you such fine podcasts like RPG Cast, your weekly RPG news show, Q&A Quest, your weekly RPG feedback show, and then there's us, RPG Backtrack, your bi-weekly nostalgia show. I am your host, Kelly Ryan, and with me, as always, my podcast partner in crime, the Jack to my Princess Sarah, Mr. Matt Mason. Uh, I'm just like Jack. I'm going to just say bullshit to this game. Turn around while you guys are talking. Put on my big three player. Maybe some Nanoware of Steel. I heard there's an uh, Ikea song I need to listen to or something. I do love me some Nanoware. Not so much the new metal. Um, <laughs> we've, we've got a couple of guests. Uh, Pascal Takaya. 
hey, this game is faker than a $3 bill, y'all. <laughs> Woo, that's even faker than a $2 bill. Uh, D- David McBurney. I am here to defend this game's honor with all of my heart. <laughs> I am its warrior of light. Ryan McCarthy. I, I'm, a, I'm another defender of light, or whatever David said. <laughs> and Michael Wheels apps. Chaos. I, I believe, I, well, you know, I am a defender of this game, too. I, I really enjoyed it and was surprised at how much I enjoyed it. We have four uh, Warriors of Light here. <laughs> it's perfect early. Does, does that make Pascal the Darkness or Chaos or? Oh, no, just a, just an evil Lufinian. <laughs> uh, yeah, can oh. you guys go on and on at length, though, about how there's four of you, not three of you, and what the... Uh, why why there isn't four of you and why there suddenly is four of you. Can we just do that? So, it only has about five minutes of dialogue. That's, the game does. That's fine. <laughs> um, in, in case it's not clear, we, we're talking about, uh, is it Stra- Stranger of Paradise? Stranger of Paradise. Single Stranger, Final... Stra- Single Paradise. <laughs> Stranger yes. of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin. Because I need Correct. to cleanse this from my system once and for all. Um, <laughs> I, I think probably one of the most divisive and and talked about Final Fantasy games ever put out. Until the next well, one. Well, and, <laughs> until... Divisive and Final Fantasy. Wait till we get to the... Yeah, the 16. You, oh, the 16, I'm going to be the I'm gonna be the evil one there. Uh, <laughs> no, we are going to be the evil ones there. <laughs> but what a preview of that. Just listen to all of the uh, Q&A quests from last year. Yeah, if you should, uh, just go listen to Q&A quests and any random week post June of last year. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get a preview yeah. of what that's going to sound like. <laughs> yeah, ne- next year is going to be a very interesting backtrack for 16. Um, <laughs> in the meantime, this one will be a n- nice little, uh, I don't want to say palate cleanser, more like a preview, I want to say. We got Final Fantasy on the horizon. Um, can't wait, can't wait, can't wait. If you're so, listening uh, to this recently released, yes. <laughs> If you're listening in the far distant future, probably not. There's probably still Final Fantasy on the horizon, to be fair. <laughs> They're almost probably always farther is. off, though. Slightly further off. Um, that, that being said, why don't we take a brief musical interlude with some uh, Mr. Blue Eyes, Frank Sinatra, um, <laughs> going with the mood whiplash of this game, and then we'll come right back and we'll just dive right in. So stick around. For what is a man? What has he got? If not himself, then he has not to say the things he truly feels, and not the words of one who kneels. The record shows I took the
And welcome back to RPG Backtrack, where we are talking about Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin, released worldwide on March 18th, 2022. Um, I will never forget the Square Enix presentation where this trailer debuted, because it was it felt like 20 minutes. <laughs> it was probably only two minutes, but what felt like 20 minutes of uh, Jack saying, I'm going to kill Chaos, and that immediately became a meme. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then um, they they put out a demo that day. I didn't have a PS5 that day. Um, it was like a year later, but or a couple. I can't remember when I got my PS5. Now, Any, anyway, um, they put out a demo. Uh, then that demo got memed because of the whole bullshit Limp Biscuit thing. Um, supposedly, Squeenix was not happy about all of these memes. The the response to that was mostly selective. It was one of those situations where, like, they were fine. They were happy that people were talking about the game. They would have liked it if people were responding more to the intended tone, but they were fine with it because, again, people were talking about the game. <laughs> okay. See, I I had heard that they weren't happy, but gaming hearsay and all that. And then the game comes out, and I was pleasantly surprised how much I enjoyed it because I I. I went into it thinking, okay, I don't care how terrible this is. I want to try it. I want to lean into its cheesy... Well, it looks like it's going to be a cheesy story. I ended up playing one of the demos, and I was like, this is actually kind of fun. I I love the action combat in this, and even though I feel terrible shattering these poor Final Fantasy monsters that I've loved (laughs) since I was a kid... Um, but that being said, the b- bomb screw those. It was one of the cactars that was disturbing me. You pick them up and they just sort of start panicking and then they sort of yeah. fall apart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you didn't have to kill any chocobos. Um, so, you have so to go to was... Final Fantasy Tactics for your chocobo killing fix. Yeah. Oh, there's so... some of that in the opening scenes of uh, Type Zero, too. Don't bring up Type oh. Zero. Don't do that to me. <laughs> Yeah, Type Zero is another backtrack entirely. Um, so, so this was co-developed with Team Ninja, who I didn't know also helped them with the uh, Dissidia game on the PS4. Yeah, Dissidia NT. This definitely uh, has a bunch of stuff that either started life in the Dissidia, like canon, or was potentially at one point intended for follow-ups to Dissidia, but that Dissidia just kind of bombed, so that went away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so so the crux of this game is, is it's basically Final Fantasy Dark Souls. <laughs> they're they're oh, using a lot of their no. know-how that they got from Neo. Yeah, I was going to say more like Final Fantasy Neo, since didn't it use the same engine? I presume it did. I I'm, I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to answer your question, so therefore you go ahead first. No, Pascal. Uh, like, yeah, go ahead. Just, you, don't you dare drag another. Another respected name into this, and that is a that is a giant no. Final Fantasy Dark Souls. Are Are you mad because it has an easy mode, so people can actually enjoy it? No, I'm not. So I'm not mad at all. It's not. It's not in any way, shape, or well. What the fuck? Don't put in the newspaper that I got mad. Don't you laugh at me? Um, there is no Dark Souls. There, there is no mm. Dark Souls DNA here. Mm. No, there is. No, there is. It's just See. like it, the the way that environments interconnect upon themselves. Like it's more dungeon based. It's more run based. But like the way that the game, it's a faster paced Dark Souls in terms of where it came from. 
whether you think it executes on that well is different from where it came from. <laughs> and I, I full disclosure, I, I played it on the easiest difficulty imaginable, so I did not get a Dark Souls uh, experience. I just got a beat em up experience, and I was okay with that. Yeah, I, I just played that it's as normal a... because that's how I default to these <laughs> things. The Dark Souls experience is not it's not difficulty. I'm really? curious. Like when I would listen, that's in there, but I I mean I, I don't feel like that's that's a I think it's an overstated aspect the of the experience. game. I don't think it's what's brilliant about them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I think if, if we we've done all the Dark Souls games within the last year and I I would wager that the the word difficulty did not come out of our mouths very often during those. Okay. No no fair enough. Um I I just remember the one level I accidentally turned hard mode on and was like, "Wow, I am getting my ass kicked. What is going on? Oh, I turned hard mode on by accident." <laughs> it is Let's... nice that you can move between them. Yes. <laughs> Let's dial that back a hair. Okay, I'm I'm not stuck anymore. I'm good. Well, I don't remember what difficulty I played at, but I I've, I'm I'm waiting for somebody to make a point that sounds correct to me. So far, I haven't heard one yet. Uh, <laughs> I, I I played through on I, I played on normal. Uh, I I honestly didn't think it was terribly difficult. Uh, in, in general, baby. not really. It, I, like I. I, I I definitely struggle with some of the bosses, but I'm pre- I'm just, I'm probably just bad at it as the thing. It's I mean it, it definitely has its its difficulty. Like it's cert- I'm not going to sit here and say if you had difficulty with it that, that doesn't make any sense. But I do think that uh, its its biggest probable issue I would say is that the game gives you a lot of defensive tools and explains them to you at the beginning, which gives the impression that it's. A heavily defensive game but the majority of the game rewards like playing like jack thinks play with extreme degrees of aggression and i think that i've definitely seen people get hung up on like oh i've got this like multiple parry mechanics and uh things that seem to encourage me to play uh slowly and it's like no from for most of the game you are generally just kill the thing before it can do much yeah and you can get through things. yeah basically uh, well, I I certainly did that. Um, though, though that being said, I I was very obsessed with leveling up all of the jobs. Uh, oh, the job system is yeah. brilliant. Yeah, yeah I, I and they, oh. all of them play so different. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I kind of love that. I just love how you can. It just I feel like it's a combination of the variety and like. Uh, the different move sets mm-hmm. that really give the combat some really good. Like you really feel like there's variety. I mean, I'm 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 misusing my words again. Like okay. you feel like there's a sense of breadth. And there's how- a lot of approaches you can make. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, huh. Yeah, because like because like jobs are kind of broadly separated into certain types and trees that are pleasingly color coded, so that you can kind of tell what ones function in a broadly similar fashion. And uh, you you can get some like a lot of uh, really interesting uh, options just by you know really mixing up your jobs. Like you you will you will max out jobs quickly. You get mm-hmm. uh, levels a lot. You get a lot of opportunity, a lot of stuff. I would honestly say the biggest oh, stuff, issue yeah. the biggest issue I had with the game is simply that it's it inherited Neo's obsession with loot. And thankfully, oh, yeah, that. 
Thankfully, it's very easy to not engage very hard with that system. If you're just playing on normal, you can just tell the game, equip me with the best stuff, and it makes good enough decisions that unless you're playing on extremely hard mode on the the DLC, which is generally harder than the main game, you're not going to run into anything that feels like it needs you to particularly optimize the uh, loot system. So it is, I would say, an annoyance, but not really a major one because, again, you can choose not to really interface with all of the just stuff getting dropped other than mm. pop into the menu every so often and hit the button that auto-equips the good stuff. <laughs> I I am an auto-equip fool. Like, I mean, that's what I do. And I, mm-hmm. I, found, I found that that was not sufficient. I don't think I played on hard. I mean, I... I generally would probably just play on normal my first time through and I did not feel prepared like early game. Um, I did auto equip. It did not lead me to a good place. It did not lead me to victory. I, I didn't find that um, the loot system to be optional at all. And it was a, it was a pain. It was, it was more than a pain, not, not by far the worst thing about the game, but just no. And that's, it's so far away from final fantasy from dark souls. It's I, mm. yeah, I, oh, I, I don't know what to say. I, I genuinely have no idea what could have been the problem just because it's like, it's you, like, it's, it's, like there's no for for most equipment in the game there's no nuance to this is better than that yeah i think for the most part all the equipment really does is make your job more efficient sometimes it makes you look really silly like when i walked through a few story cutscenes wearing a what i can only describe as a reddit mage outfit <laughs> that's the best way to be it would have been lovely to have incredible. the option to have a, a cosmetic look that was um yeah i would um, have appreciated a glamour system your, yeah mm-hmm. um i mean you're you're right like i only interface with it for that same reason of um whoever just said it like making your making your job more efficient but just the i don't the amount of times that i had to do that and by by end game i forget how deep your pockets are hundreds of items you have like 800 yeah you can have 800 and you end up just having to like this is the other thing that's annoying you will end up just having to go into the uh, inventory between missions and just setting it like sort it from lowest level to highest level and just like burn off a few hundred uh, by turning the turning it into scrap because i mean what else are you going to do with it yeah when i have to yeah when i have to spend time setting parameters for what shit to just destroy outright before i even have to look at it and i have to do that multiple times throughout the game it's just too goddamn much can we curse i think i did it about three or four times it was irritating but it was maybe 10 minutes of my total play time <laughs> didn't they have to patch in something for inventory management at not some speak point to that. i didn't uh, properly yeah, into I, the game until it was patched. I, don't, I don't remember if they did i, I played okay. i played this a while i played this a while after it came out because because mm-hmm. I, I played it brand new and i think i had finished the game after they had patched in something to help manage the inventory and i can't tell you for the life of me what it was mm-hmm. I mean, something that i defense- Sorry. So something that I was like, man, that would have been nice while I was still playing. <laughs> that that kind of yeah. thing. I'll concede that the worst offense that the inventory does is an annoyance. Um, but I, I in a game I was already not enjoying, that annoyance 
compounded so many things for me just you know that it that it comes off much uh much more negative than in a, if i had loved the game then i would have been much more forgiving so it, like didn't, me. And it didn't need to be <laughs> yeah and it didn't need to be an annoyance and i i i hated it i just hated the everything about the game including the loot system and the inventory management so yeah just an annoyance but god why for me so, i find the loot mostly superfluous yeah, yeah. Well, yeah the loot system point. was like it didn't bother me once I learned I could just like I could just like auto equipped because mm -hmm. you 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 do end up needing to do that just by virtue of the fact that you can have two jobs equipped at once, which means that you're always juggling two sets of equipment. Yeah. Uh, plus, you have your party members who can't have as many jobs as Jack, but they can still they still all have several jobs that they get more of them over the course of the story. Yeah. Uh, so you do have a lot to juggle, which is, again, a place where the auto-equip comes to the rescue, because having to do all of that manually would become unwieldy and unpleasant. <laughs> there was one kind of funny thing that comes with the uh, um, <laughs> the the inventory system i'll save it for later because when because when you're asking for like favorite moments i'm going to be mm. really hard pressed to come up with any so i'll save this one <laughs> um, okay but i'm just referencing here there's there's a there's one good thing uh, that i this is foreshadowing <laughs> yeah so the oh. you didn't drive with the job system at all pascal me yeah i was gonna i was i was asking if we needed to go back to that because um my my reaction to the job system was basically, please leave me the fuck alone. Let me play the game. Uh, I genuinely. What, oh god. No, absolutely. Like I, I, I want to. Like I, I want to hear. But what, what you guys call breadth and variety was just every. Now. Um, mm -hmm. Oh, I was gonna say, bear, bearing in mind that. Uh, I'm going to be very selective of my words because we're not going on a tangent. I played this directly after 16, which has a very linear way that it intends to be played. Mm. And so to jump into Stranger Paradise, to be played. no, we're not doing this, Wheels. I hate it way more than you do. We're not doing this. Um, but uh, Yes, fight each other. So Stranger Paradise... Every uh, weapon type uh, has a distinct feel to it and a distinct w things that it's good at and kinds of enemies that you'll want to use it on. And within each job, you know, you'll get a handful of weapons that are corresponding to the job. They each have their own abilities. Each of them feels good at different things. And some of them are weird. Like you get, yeah. you, you don't just get the standard array of like, oh, you can be the warrior and the dragoon and the uh, black mage and the like all those, but you'll get some of the weird ones like uh, fucking gambler and shit like that. That it's just like, oh, that like when you're using, if you're using a weird job, you're going to have to play the game weird. And it's good to have, like, mm. you can argue that, you know, you're making the game harder on yourself, but also at the same time, like, you know, yeah. you get these high risk, high reward jobs, you get these very linear, simple jobs, like, again, Warrior, you get some of these ones that are very effective in very, uh, against certain types of enemies, uh, like Samurai, where it has this kind of, there's so much wind up to how it has to move, but if you can get, if you're good at finding openings, like I remember fighting like the uh, certain bosses, like uh, the undead dragon you fight before the lich, uh, that if you can just find an opening and you put the fucking samurai into its like sword stance, you just unload on the thing before it has any capacity to do anything. 
you can you can approach the there, there's a good sense of multiple approaches that different builds will work just based on the temperament of the player that there are enough uh different openings in a boss that different jobs will approach a a combat encounter differently it's a really it it, it definitely is it, it makes good use of you know strong fundamentals in terms of action game design but it also draws in like the most archetypally classic final fantasy notion like the the job system is very uh you know mastering certain jobs leads into other jobs you know the the way you would hope in a post final fantasy tactics final fantasy game uh, and you can get some really strong high-level jobs if that's if you want to put your time into that system. But if you don't want to, a really strong warrior is still just going to be able to just brute force its way through the game. And, and I, I put a lot of time into that system because mm-hmm. I, I yeah. enjoyed leveling up jobs and just I couldn't wait to see what, what I would unlock next. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Yeah. There's a, there's a ton of jobs. jobs there's, there's so mm-hmm. much of them. Yeah. Every time so I got was... a new job, I had to switch to it and mess around. To, yeah. 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 I, I, yeah but, it was, yeah, but to me, that yeah. was a drawback. <laughs> I see that as an extreme positive. What? Why was it a drawback? Um, I, I, I'm the, not being confrontational. Only... I just want to know. Sorry. No, no, no. And, and, and I, you know, I wanted to mention it anyway, but I mean, that's, you know, I, I can't just say that without explaining. Uh, the the only times that there were a few times in playing um, where I almost got a sense of like I'm starting to enjoy something here, and it was you know when a when a class was I don't know m- most of the way to max level or you know I when I've been playing a, a particular class for I don't more than 15 minutes like I was starting to kind of like get the hang of some of the abilities I had unlocked a few abilities and I was getting into a groove of it. Um, and that's when when things kind like I said they started to gel just a little bit, and every time it happened, and it, and it wasn't just the job system that ruined the experience, you know, at those moments, but it was also oh I, I felt like very um, pushed into here comes a new job okay be that now and kill the enjoyment of whatever I was playing at the moment. Um, I, I don't know how feasible it is to just stay at your. Uh, your your starter build i guess um i'm not sure if it's feasible at all or if the gear just the the gear you pick up is like for you know the the other jobs that you unlock and you have to switch because of leveling reasons but like you guys i was you know switching whenever something was available and uh i don't don't know i just had to relearn things and it was then it went through an adjustment period that i didn't like and a strategy that i found myself adopting because i found it made the game the most comfortable was to uh since you always have two jobs at your fingertips like there you can always be swapping by just pressing a button yeah was to have one job that i was very comfortable with that i was trying to like fully master and one job that i didn't know as well in my second slot that i could switch to and sort of feel out but still have the first job as an option for okay i need a panic button for this fight because i need something that i know better Mm. i think that that is a you know and that is a that is a very fine way of playing the game i can speak from experience (laughs) yeah i i played the majority of the game like that too yeah i i think i think i just like okay yeah i think i just like pretty much like just just constantly switch to like to whatever jobs I hadn't used yet, chaos, and that and that and that probably that probably did make some of the bosses harder. 
There will be times where it's like, oh, I just switched to a new job right before a boss, and I am not prepared for this. But yes. that's uh, that's how you roll sometimes. <laughs> it helps that the the uh, the penalty for death is basically nothing in most contexts. You lose yeah. a sm- You lose a your your max MP goes down until you do a uh, one of the like parry types. I believe is what can restore. Uh, yeah. it, well, not just parrying, but also uh, the. I don't know. I can't remember if they have a name. I remember I, whenever I thought the of them, they were. I, or whatever. I always thought of them as glory kills, like in Doom 2016, yeah. because they have the same energy yeah. to them, where you just. Yeah. You, you knock something stamina out, and Jack uh, runs in and does yeah. a truly ridiculous uh, kill animation. A bunch of them are weird pro wrestling moves. Uh, big fan of like the power bombs and suplexes, but there's also all sorts of other oh, uh, stupid shit you can do. <laughs> yeah, th- yeah, those are those feel so good too. They're they're because like much like Doom, you would think that these would get irritating, and I'm sure to some players they did, but they're so fast. Yeah. that it it never really wears out its welcome it's just like you you get something on its back foot you run in and just completely destroy it and are right on to the next thing it's a very like one of the things that i think probably uh causes pascal to bristle about comparing it to dark souls this is a much faster game uh mm-hmm. no that's that's true um <laughs> Not bristling there, <laughs> uh, but yeah. The uh, the brutal so. kill you're mentioning also um, had uh, splash damage onto uh, nearby enemies or some. Yeah, of them if there's did, a, if if you're in a crowd, the the glory kills or whatever you want to call them, uh, they you're invincible while you're doing them. The enemy that you do them on is dead, uh, unless it's a boss, in which case it moves on to the second half of its health bar, and the. Uh, in general, the uh, anything that's nearby is going to lose some degree of health and stamina just for having been in the in the radius of you uh, annihilating some classic Final Fantasy monster. But by you pointing out like the the speed of the action combat and how much faster it is, that's just another to me. It's just another point of uh, this does not feel Souls like at all. It feels different, but I I cannot. I, I could not go with you on the claim that it doesn't feel yeah. that it doesn't obviously trace a design lineage to the Souls games, and it doesn't yeah. still, in many ways, feel like them. I, I, I don't feel like speed of the combat is essential to the Dark Souls game at all. I, I say that I, I would agree on the basis of Dark Souls th- three and especially Bloodborne are both much faster yeah. than dark souls one and two but they definitely still feel like souls see to me it just because i had no context to me it just played like Mm -hmm. a beat-em-up yeah if if you're playing on easy and again no shame in that like you can just uh, approach it as just a fun hack and slash Mm. yeah uh to one one thing i will say that i want to briefly touch on since uh is that I think in general the environmental design in the game is brilliant. Uh, it has just really gorgeous and unique uh, looking environments that are oftentimes like they they like to do weird uh, fusions of like you're in a place that is representative of a Final Fantasy one area, but if you're reading the loading screens, you'll get notes that make it clear like, oh, this is from Dimension, and then it'll give a number, and that means, oh, that's the Final Fantasy that this dungeon is being pulled from, even though it represents the Final Fantasy one area. 
and you get to sort of see how they merge them in some artistic or thematic fashion uh, in a way that creates an interesting uh, syncretic uh, mixture of these two concepts. Uh, I know one of the ones that sticks out in my mind uh, was that uh, when you're approaching Lich uh, and you're climbing Mount Golg, uh, you are in uh, an area labeled from Dimension 10. So, you know, the, the immediate signposting, this is a Final Fantasy X area. And people who played FF10 will immediately clock that this is Mount Gagazette. Yeah. Uh, not everybody. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I mean, it's, it's not I, essential to know. Yeah, you don't have either. to. Yeah. But if, if, you're, yeah. if you're sufficiently a nerd, you will clock that it's Final Fantasy X, that it's Mount yeah, Gagazette. I, see, I did I not didn't, clock that shit. I didn't <laughs> pick up on this until they were clearly doing the floating continent from Final Fantasy mm-hmm. VI later in the game. That's, and then once mm-hmm. that clicked, yeah. it's like, oh. And, well, the and, music helped in that case yeah. as well. And that, I, I want to go back and play the replay the game with, with that knowledge. That. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There's a, there's a lot of cool ones. Uh, there's uh, the volcano is the uh, opening sort of training area from where you get Ifrit in Final Fantasy VIII, uh, for example. But I, I love I love Gagazet as Golg uh, in particular because Lich is about uh, is thematically. Uh, it is death. It is decay, uh, in in a more literal sense than the other uh, elements. And when you are uh, there, you are playing in the you're you're approaching it from the world of FF10, a game fundamentally and uh, and completely preoccupied with death, with uh, you know spirals of, of of decay as things age and fail to die. And mm-hmm. that, you know, that is what is this this undead creature that sucks the life from the earth <laughs> lich than uh than what better represents that than to bring in a slice of spira for that. And yeah. I, there, there's a lot of interesting ways that the game uh, functions both as a game that, you know, if you don't know that, it's the environments are, if you aren't looking for it, the environments are still brilliant, they're still gorgeous, and they still uh, are unique each uh, every single one but when you have a knowledge of the series you under you, you get to see how much that the game is celebrating everything that final fantasy has been so, um hmm, I, I just just <laughs> <laughs> okay we we pascal <laughs> be back. yes good good how many, i think i think he's many... marshaling a point let him <laughs> I, how many disagreeing points can I smash into a sentence? <laughs> None. Uh, I as mean, as you can. No. As, <laughs> I no, didn't get. I... I didn't get any of that. None of it. Um, the reference to Final Fantasy VI right now is the only one I can remember um, recognizing in the moment. I did, there might did, have been. Did, did you recognize yeah. the Mako reactor from Seven? Um, uh, maybe there was. Let me hold on. Let me say something, then I'll ask you if it's the one I'm thinking of. Um, so I mean, I, I've I've played you know most of the definitely most of the numbered games. So I don't I don't know the 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 loading screen text meant nothing to me. The design of most of the levels, with a couple of exceptions, right, uh, meant nothing to me. In fact, I feel like to me the uh, the early game dungeons especially were uh, dull and boring. And oh, like, I love the Shrine of Chaos. I hated them. Oh, um, I. 
I'm sorry, Pascal. I have to have a hard disagree because yeah. I could not get over how colorful and detailed some of those were. Like, like the, the one where you met with the pirate guy the first time oh, okay. at the caverns. The the cave, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that um, cave. Right. To me, it's but it's just it's just it's just Skyrim caves to me. And there uh, it was an early uh, indoor dungeon that was just bland hallway after you know another crisscrossing bland hallway like by by about mid-game and then, then towards the end there's a couple of examples where like i didn't hate the dungeon i was in there were there were a couple of that i liked a little bit better um and so one of those might be so the reactor is that the one where you have to um there was one that i kind of liked where you have to run around and turn off um like i guess it was like turn off force fields or something like that mm-hmm. i'm not sure if that's the exact one you're talking about yeah th- i think that's the one Mm-hmm. It sounds like that's what you're mentioning, yeah. Yeah, and there was another one. The one I think I liked the best was um, more towards the like early to mid mid game, where there was you're kind of ascending. I forget what the tower was named, Tower of Light, or who knows, whatever. Um, and you're kind of going around like this more or less um, spiral staircase on the outside of it, mm-hmm. and um, there's uh, some there's like energy, like magic energy cannons that you have to uh, direct at certain points to make to make platforms appear. That oh you, yeah, yeah. Was, that was the first time I remember being like, okay, like I like this, um, I like this level. Like I can interact with stuff. Um, it's not just you know run here. Like you have to actually take thought. Not a lot, but you know a little bit in in how do I get to this next place. Um, but that was that's for me that was the exception and not the rule. I will admit that I feel like the game could have really benefited from a map because I did get lost in some in some of those uh, levels, like the the Mako reactor one in particular. I remember just being very turned around and mm. um, same with the one where you were on the rooftops of buildings. I think I wandered around that one for hours trying to figure out figure out where to go. Uh, there being a map. The <laughs> maybe I'm misremembering. I never really but... I never really felt that lost to be honest. Uh, maybe not lost, no. Bear in mind I could get lost in a paper bag. So I, that that's that, a me yeah, problem. Yeah I get I get that, yeah I can tell it I know I can definitely feel like oh I need to keep looking at the map so I I can keep my bearings. Yeah that rooftop level that you're re- referencing that almost looked a little dark soulish <laughs> like you're you know you're, you're approaching like this grand cathedral in the distance and crossing these old structures to get there that, that had a kind of a um dark souls to feel to me or something like that what i'm hearing is someone changing their mind about this no no, no, I'm no, not. no i don't think he's any happier he just doesn't really have no and and i'm and, 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 and the game certainly does i still don't think it's a souls like i said the okay the aesthetic of that one area <laughs> uh okay, we're gonna talk about the magic system yeah. I, um, I have to. I have to complain about that too. Because didn't certain jobs were more dedicated to magic than yeah, others? Yeah, there are there are mage yeah. jobs. There yeah. are straight up just mage jobs. Yeah. <laughs> so in the in the first is it the first level? I, I guess that's the shrine of uh, light that you were talking about. Yeah. Uh, the one that's like a like a ruined. Um, it, it's it's the like it's the ruins where you would normally like it's you know it, it, theoretically it is the place where you would normally fight Garland in 
uh, Final like Fantasy. A ruined cathedral. Mm. Uh, I think that's where um, they introduced the magic system to you. And, and, and there's some uh, some fire in front of you, and to get past it, you know, you have to blast it with, um, I guess it was ice or water magic or whatever. Yeah, you get water um, magic because you just have mm-hmm. black mage, and that just has four spells. <laughs> and so they force you to switch to mage just for, or or to you know to use to, to use magic there. Um, mm-hmm. And that was the last time I used magic. How long is the game? Twenty something hours. Depends upon how you play it. I mean, I've as definitely heard of people possible. spending a long time. I mean, if you're playing it as fast as possible, you could probably finish it twelve. Every level one hour. Uh, every level one time only, if possible, like that kind of. So, I, but I'm a slow player. I, I'm going to go ahead and err on the side of caution. Let's say twenty hours. So that that introduction to magic was the last time I used the magic um, uh, class for probably the next mm, fifteen of my twenty hours. I hate it. That one moment of magic. And I right now, I'm, I'm, it's been um, about a month or two that I've played it. Um, and I, I couldn't even tell you the specifics of how it works exactly. The magic system. I just know I did not like it. I like really the magic. And then, depending upon how long you're charging it, it charges from like say fire to fire to fire raga. You can hold the a way, button, then hold a direction on the joystick. Yeah, it's it was not more ideal. that it was like the it was the inputs required um, to actually pull it off. I think you know yeah, not the charging. I didn't have a lot of difficulty with it, but I'm generally a more aggressive player, so it was definitely a supplementary role to me running in yeah. and hitting something with a big stick. Same, honestly, yeah. I, even though I generally love the magic class. Noted but I, I, enjoy yeah. it. <laughs> but I didn't love it here, but I mean, if when I got bored with it, it was just like, oh, here's a new shiny class. Yeah. So There's plenty of other I mean, options. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I've definitely I, I seen it. people who did play much more magically inclined. It is yeah. a viable play style. Sure, there's there's quite a bit um, you can do with that. I play the same same way as you guys, but I mean, I stayed away from it just because I did not like the feel of how how to interact with the magic system. It's a little weird, but I mean, this game is a little weird, so uh, I, it didn't really bother me that much. I I tried my best to get used to it just because I didn't want it to defeat me, uh, as it were. But that being said, I did tend to stick to more melee classes. Same. I made a lot of use yeah. of. Oh God. Uh, I, I guess I'll... <laughs> what? Uh, Wheels? Um, were you? I don't know. Were you gonna say something? No, no. Uh, I, I guess I'll just charge ahead as I usually do. Uh, <laughs> uh, I uh, I did. I, I made a lot of use of essentially the the game. <laughs> the game has the one kind of magic you always have access to: blue magic. Uh, if you block certain kinds of spells with the uh, magic parry, you get temporary just one-off uses of those spells, and those can be quite good at yes. uh, fucking up an enemy, and it's honestly pretty satisfying. I remember very quickly I determined that my favorite way to deal with bombs was to oh, yes. <laughs> let them fire off a fireball at me and then blast a few back at them until they exploded. <laughs> It's incredibly satisfying to do that. Yeah, they'll take things with them. Uh, you can get there's some interesting ways that like mostly kind of gimmicky, but kind of fun ways that environment that the that magic can interact with the environment. You can, uh, especially in the early game, you'll see that like oh, if you use fire magic in in like overgrowth, it will light it on fire, and suddenly everything's suddenly everything's on fire. But uh, for the most part, that's it's a little gimmicky. But uh, certainly, there's a lot of use to be made out of the quick fire. Like any any player can make use of the quick fire and forget blue magic. 
which I uh, thought was an interesting because like it's another wrinkle of how do I react to an attack? Do I just dodge around it? Do I go for the magic parry? Do I go for a regular uh, block? All of yeah. those have their own advantages. Mm-hmm. So by late game, I did at least um, use white mage at some points just for the healing um, for the healing properties. So I mean, then I like I said, eventually I I I I, I gritted my teeth and <laughs> conceded a little bit of magic use. But overall, yeah, no, I mean, I stayed away from it more than I probably would have anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, Why well, you gotta hate man? <laughs> You didn't even play as the wizard wheel. Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't like the wizard in this. <sighs> so earlier, I was asking, or I, I said something about the game being obtuse, and I'm not. I don't know if we're going to come back to it. So I know we already somebody touched on the the skill trees, mm. and this this it's, you know what this is probably what kind of started like the avalanche of what it put me in just a style uh, Final Fantasy reference. <laughs> It what? It's just, <laughs> just a joke about avalanche. Not um not purposely. Uh, okay. It um I found the so when you when you when you get a new class, I think there's something like three skill slots that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I have a lot three. more, but it's really weird because it's okay. like you you get certain skills that you can use in like you get a bunch of contextual skills, and then you get like certain ones that go into a sort of uh, a uh, not a hot bar, but like a a a, a quick uh, a quick access. Uh, subset but then you also get certain skills that are just this is my alternate combo ender for this kind of combos yeah i guess that's what i'm thinking of maybe yeah it's a combo and because because if you push square square x or whatever it is it's a different it's a different ability that you finish off with than if you do square 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 x you know yeah but when you when you first start the class out they're all set to the same ability and Mm -hmm. as you unlock more then you can kind of switch them out in certain Mm -hmm. slots certain abilities can go and and i don't know what it is about that but i just did not understand what it wanted me to do to even set that up it's a very so, like Musawi type system. Yeah, mm. which makes sense given is... given Team Ninja. Uh in, in general. Okay. In in general, yes. I mean Koei. Uh but uh That's something I don't play, so maybe maybe that's why it just was, you know it, it could be. But, but in general, like you, you really, I just found that as long as you have, uh, you're making use of the ability to set things to different uh, lengths of combo, and you know, you have some idea of what each of them is going to do. Uh, that's that's really all you're going to need. Uh, like I had certain abilities that I would have as a go-to for, like, well, I'm really just trying to hurt this thing's stamina, and so this. Uh, move that I have that just does a giant axe swing uh, does a lot of stamina damage. So since I'm really just going for stamina damage in that context, I would map that to uh, to use your uh, since since I don't remember exact buttons, but it would be you know square X because I don't need a long combo to lead into that because I'm really going for the stamina damage. Uh, but you know if if I'm trying if I'm going for HP damage, you know I might map it to square 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 X because that is you know, you, you get the longer combo that will ultimately deal more HP damage with that ability. Uh, it's it's It looks complicated, but if you just sort of make sure that you ha- have your options all, like, equipped, there's, you, you'll start to, you'll get a fairly quick sense of if there's a need to reorder them and how to do so. 
Well, I had somebody literally come on, a friend that was that by coincidence was playing the game same time as me. Um, and we had the same experience, by the way. So I, I know I'm definitely not a one off here. I'm at least a two off. Um, <laughs> but he got it more than I did. He he understood the how to how to handle the magic system, how to deal with the uh, um, setting up the, the combo skills. And that had to be explained to me. And he, so even after I like got the explanation, I was still like, OK, I I just I don't care. I'm going to put whatever three things I I have in my skill tree in there. I'll use one obsessively because it's the one, you know, the same combo I pull off. Maybe I'll do a, but that, that, I guess that's what I was meaning earlier. Like at some point, you, at, at some point you get a feel for that class and the skills are starting to kind of like, oh, oh okay. Like I, 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 I think I can play it this way effectively. But then before you know it, new, uh, new class, new skills, new everything. And eventually I just said, you know, fuck it. What's the point of, of really trying to learn the next skill either or the next class? In general, classes lead into classes that function on a similar level, even if they don't work exactly the same. So the thought process is mostly that if you've mastered Pugilist, you're going to run into, uh, you're going to eventually get your way to Monk, and that's going to work in a similar fashion because they're both the bare-fisted things. You're not completely losing everything that you knew before. Uh, how well that works for individuals, I mean, obviously it didn't work for you, but I think that in general the game does a good job of like, there There are certain jobs that are obviously not going to be entirely similar to what they lead into because a lot of the more advanced jobs require jobs from different trees to be mastered uh, in order to uh, open them up. But in, in general, like basic to advanced jobs, there will be a reasonable amount of overlap on how they function. I mean, in a way, the original Final Fantasy was the same way because, you know, thief to ninja, uh, <laughs> monk to martial arts master. Um, thief thief to ninja is the, is the real uh, Cinderella story of <laughs> fucking class that sucks ass even at the thing it's supposed to do to class that's actually good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I take it you didn't like ninja? Oh, no, I'm talking about in the original Final Fantasy. Oh, okay. Yeah, the thief in the original Final Fantasy is bugged in such a fashion that the only thing it's supposed to be good at, which is running, it doesn't actually, it's no better at. Ah, <laughs> oh, I see. Uh, uh, that original game was a bit chaotic. Uh... <laughs> so, speaking of the original game, um, I enjoyed the story in this game quite a bit, mainly because the way that everything... You've activated my trap card. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it, it seemed the, the way everything was explained and the way that it tied into the original game, I felt like it made sense. Oh, no, I love it. You've activated my trap card because now I'm going to explain why. Okay. <laughs> uh, so Okay, I'll be, I, I, I'll be back in 20 minutes. Okay, see ya. Uh, All right. So uh, I'll briefly start off with, like, I've threatened to do a proper dissertation on this, but I won't. But uh, so this game came about as a combination of a few different ga- things. Uh, Nomura's, uh, Nomura's original conception that uh, helped form the nucleus of the pitch was Final Fantasy action game. Final Fantasy starring an angry man as a main character, like a character who's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. primary. Yeah, I, I think I remember reading that, like how I was like, uh, yeah, I really, I really just wanted like the idea of, of like a a story about angry guy. Yeah, because like if you if you look at Final <laughs> Fantasy, the protagonists have had a lot of 
different uh, like uh, protagonists generally will have like a f- an underlying emotional core as like what is their default state and anger has basically never been it uh so that that's likely where that conception came from of like what what, what does a final fantasy hero who is just as a default just ups it just angry uh, as opposed to like more often you would see uh, melancholic, or uh, you know, these 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 characters with a lot of uh, self doubt and uh, a, a complex interiority that is quite uh, unhappy in many ways was was more common for the franchise. But you you didn't see someone who was aggressive and ready to lash out in anger like Jack is. Uh, and in, in conjunction with that was uh, the the hiring uh, the of the now a freelancer. Uh, at one time, he was employed by Square. Before that, Data East, uh, scenarist uh, Kazushige Nojima. Uh, he is also the original uh, scenarist for several of the key Final Fantasy games: uh, Seven, Eight, Ten. Uh, he. Uh, First, I believe his first Square project was Bahamut Lagoon. Uh, before that, he worked on Data East games uh, Tante Jinguji Sabro, which a few of those were localized in English, starting from the DS as uh, Jake Hunter Detective Story uh, and the oh, yikes. Uh, Glory of Heracles games. Uh, now, we didn't get the Glory of Heracles games that are really weird uh, for the Super Nintendo that he wrote. Uh, he wrote 2, 3, and 4. Uh, Three is the only one that I've played any significant amount, but it's a really weird game. Uh, it's it's really weird when you're playing a Super Nintendo RPG with a world map that has a con- it has a quote unquote real time day night cycle. Like as you're walking around the world map, it'll move from night to day, and it has uh, and it's entirely based on how much time you spent on the map. It's it's weird. It's super weird game, and it is about an immortal amnesiac. Uh, and one of the themes that Nojima loves to come back to is this this notion of an amnesiac who uh, or, or someone whose memory is just sort of fucked in a way that uh, makes it diffi- that makes it hard to reconcile who they were before their memory got fucked with and afterwards. And this game was no exception. Uh, I don't want to go into everything that happened because I think that the game is actually pretty interesting to let play out by itself. Uh, but uh, the the notion of like what what kind of person uh, like Jack lives essentially entirely in an angry mindset at all times, and it's like oh, it's someone who's got a real fucked up head. Uh, yeah, and uh, you you get some really you, you get some interesting things. I one of my favorite. Uh, I'm going to spoil what would have been my like what what is a funny memorable moment to you i've got another one that i'll bring up later uh when we get to it but uh one of my favorites that immediately made me just sort of love the weird dynamic that this uh party of four and later five knuckleheads uh has is there's a bit in uh i want to say the reactor dungeon where uh jed tries to uh give you some tutorial uh narration about like oh jack don't run into this force field or you'll get hurt and jack's like i know and, <laughs> and jed starts to apologize like oh i'm sorry i didn't i didn't mean to bother you about it and he's like it's i'm not mad i'm just like that <laughs> and it's really it's really fun because it's just one of those things where it's like yeah he's not being a dick on purpose that's just kind of how he is he's got like this he's got weird brains and 
his like he is entirely one track, which gives him the air of being aggressive, even in situations where he's not trying to be. And I thought that was uh, I thought that was charming. I thought that was really fun. Um, but it, but it's not earned. I, I don't There's I nothing, don't agree. <laughs> like it's not. Um, he doesn't even know why he is. The, he doesn't know what he's angry about. We don't know what he's angry about. He we do know, know what he's angry about by endgame. Yeah. By endgame. Well, that's, that's, yeah, that's well, that's, that's kind of the character. point too. Is that it's like, is that he's just because of the because of plot reasons. He he's he, he yeah because of plot reasons. Like he, he's so he he's been yeah, he's had yeah. his head so messed yeah. with that yeah yeah he has like, he has his head messed with and that's what so that like like, like he literally like his brains his brain was messed. Uh, mess, his brain was messed up, so he can only like, like he he can only like think one track mindedly think about his goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like isn't that, that the, chaos? Yeah, isn't to, that to the touch, crystal that he carries? Like that's part of it. Like that has some of the memory in it. Like the broadly speaking, plot shit happened, and that is part of why he is so weird. But you know, like that that is again a, a recurrent theme uh, that runs through a lot of Nojima scripts. That you find some of it in Cloud, you find some of it in Squall, you find it shows up repeatedly. This idea of uh, and it, even in Ten, it sort of he sort of plays it the other way, where a character is assumed to be amnesiac in some fashion because what they're saying doesn't make sense. Uh, it is a, a recurrent motif that he likes to go back to, and this is just looking at it from another cor- uh, direction of like, well, in those contexts, this this amnesia was a dint of circumstance. It was, and how it affected them thus means that they they're kind of reset in different ways. Like Cloud is reset in such a fashion that he sees that that his his desire to be what he is not causes him to imprint and imagine himself to be something else to such a degree that he takes on a uh, essentially a different personality with jack we see a character who because the author of his memory problems has a very specific thing they need him to be that is what he is but at the end game we also do run into a situation where like even when he is free of that he is still to some degree a, a character whose goals are motivated by anger but at the end game we it, it is a to, to some extent a, a a righteous fury over the the state of the world of Final Fantasy 1 and it's very yeah. interesting to see how this game interplays with the story of Final Fantasy 1 which if you ever tried to actually make sense of it doesn't accomplish anything <laughs> uh but this you know runs back through it and sort of is like well how can i write something around this that creates an overarching goal for why this time loop fuckery actually happens <laughs> and it's it's interesting it's it's interesting to see a writer playing with this game that is so that that is essentially on one on one hand it, it is treated with a degree of 
of it is treated sacred that it must be preserved but in in a very real sense he's looking at it and like well to make it work i have to i have to do weird shit to it because there's just not much there and so you get like very strange but unique swings of like i'm going to make a game where Astos, a character you speed bump through in Final Fantasy One, whose only characterization is ah, ha ha ha, I am king of the dark elves. And I'm going to make that a character who has like motivations and has actually a lot of dialogue because he is canonically the one writing all of the loading screen text. Uh, so it's it's just I, I love that it takes Final Fantasy One and it under it like it's like yes I there is respect and love for the original source material but there is an understanding of like we can do weird things with this to make it relevant in a way that like just referencing Final Fantasy One wouldn't be on its own. Does this work without the reference aspect? Yeah, I think, I think so. it's still an interesting story, even if you don't yeah. have FF1. But I think the context of FF1 makes it more interesting because it has meta narrative elements. And yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, there's actually like, yeah, I think that's the merit. That's this is actually one of those cases. I think the meta narrative stuff actually really works for it. Uh, yeah, because. Because on the one hand, the the basic setup at the start of the game is basically just, hey, you're 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 these four warriors of light being set to like save this kingdom, mm-hmm. but then but then over time you actually figure out what actually is going on, and you and it, and it's it's revealed that it's actually a prequel to FF1, mm-hmm. and it has it, it does have some of my favorite like weird jokes. Uh, just sprinkled throughout it. Like, these people have become so used to the world of Final Fantasy One, a world where the elements do not work. Uh, to the, like, they still exist, but they're, they've been dulled by the, by the elemental fiends. So when you start fixing things, they get upset. Like, there, are, there is dialogue in this game where someone is like, you killed the fiend of fire, and now fire is too hot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and that's extremely funny. Like that's a really good joke, and it, the, the the game is just full of like these weird like concepts of like someone looking at Final Fantasy One and being like, "Huh, there's something here. There's something I can do with this." And like you, because Final Fantasy One is such an archetypal kind of fantasy. Even if you don't know Final Fantasy One, you can still get something out of this because it's very archetypal fantasy. Uh, but because like you get to the opening of the game. And like uh, Jack, Jed, and Ash are coming to the king, and they're like, "Yeah, we're the Warriors Light. We're here to fix things." And he's like, "Well, one, there's three of you, and two, uh, those crystals are just black orbs. I don't know what the hell is going on with you, but you don't seem like Warriors of Light." Uh, but I mean, I guess I can't stop you from trying. Yeah. <laughs> and, so he said. So he sends them off to go kill some fiends, right? And cut to that's the next scene. That's over and done with. He sends them off to kill some monsters. Uh, the uh, the jump forward is uh, arguable. What purpose it's meant to serve? I personally see it as sort of a uh, con- uh, contextually. It is a it is something that sets about this notion of like. Uh, both the notion that cycles have here repeated long enough that the setup is unimportant, 
but also the notion that like you know we're also dealing with someone whose memory is kind of fucky anyway <laughs> right and, <laughs> and in, perhaps in, that's a little too in, weird in, in any other story but, you would assume that that would be the story right like um the king says go slay these beasts and then that's what the narrative is but here it's just well that's already over so clearly the narrative is what comes after but like it wasn't to me that i don't know it just I, you and I don't usually, I don't think, disagree on the games we talk about. So I don't know what it is between the way everybody else uh, here on the panel views this game and what makes me not get any of that. Um, I didn't think the jokes were funny. I didn't think the characters were interesting. I got nothing out of the plot. Um, I thought Jack was exasperating at best. Um, the the entire group of heroes. I I don't. It's been quite a while that I've played a game where I where I probably cared less about any of the main cast of character cast of characters. So like you know when when the stakes are high and the end game drama unfolds, I just I, I did not care. I just I, couldn't care about any of it. I will admit that I do feel like the uh, the your little party is probably the weakest aspect of the entire story. But to be fair, they're taking it off a game that your, their characters were just blank slates anyway. So I kind of forgave it for that. I so I think they I mean, are I, okay. I agree with that, but that's you know that's I get I get that that's where they're taking it from. But you're writing your own story. Make the characters I would them something I to, care about. I, I would consider them to be re- like relatively speaking, they don't want to bog the game down with a lot of talking. Most of a lot. Perhaps most dialogue in this game is technically optional things. Like if you go back to Cornelia and talk to uh, people in town, that is an option. But the yeah, uh, what I would say it, it is a it is an option that allows you to ground yourself just a little bit in this world. But the other thing I would say is that it gives. Uh, it, what I would say is that in the obligate scenes, the game is very economical in how it characterizes characters. They are broad, and they are built in such a way that the plot allows them to be broad because they have not to the like Jack is the most obviously uh, sort of brain broken by the. Way Way that the plot functions but all of them have had layers of like the self peeled away by the nature of what has been done in the plot and so they wrote themselves an out to have relatively uh thin characterization that still is fun as far as i'm concerned like that's how i would describe it but you know your mileage may vary <laughs> Uh, and th- and the thing is, I'm very, I very much consider this to be Jack's story anyway. So it's mm-hmm. so he's very. I very much consider him the the emotional focal point. Mm-hmm. So it's he actually is, kind of. Okay. So it's actually like fine that the other party isn't doesn't isn't like focused on mm-hmm. really. They they get their scenes. We get like scenes that make it clear that, for example, uh, Jed in particular uh, does not. Uh, trying to remember. I, I just like had a secondary thought of like, am I remembering their names correctly? Because I have bad. Jed I have bad with names in general. Uh, what's the other one's name? <laughs> there's Jed, Ash, Neon, and uh, I want to say Sophia. Sophia. Okay, Sophia. Oh, yeah. okay yeah. 
But okay, yeah, I was remembering correctly. Jed really, uh, is I, given. I remember the two girls' names, but I was actually struggling to remember what the guys' names were. Yeah, Jack, Jed, Ash, Neon, and Sophia. Yeah, uh, yeah, Neon, Sophia, I remembered. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what, what I was going to say was like, there, we get moments of characterization that give us an idea of what these people were before they had had layers of themselves shredded away by the plot. Uh, and we see that, like, for example, Jed has to some degree, like, a sense of inferiority, like a sense that he is the dead weight of the party. Uh, and we get these, we get just enough to see that there is an inferiority that they've been robbed of, essentially. Uh, but it is functionally the fulcrum, as, as Ryan was saying, the fulcrum here is Jack. And he is the re- the, the representation uh, of how how the party as a whole have been uh, damaged by the cycle that undergirds the plot. And thus, he is the one that is most characterized by the ending and ultimately the one who is uh, able to create uh, the, the circumstances that allow Final Fantasy I to happen to finally break the cycle that is that all of them have been trapped in. I remember throughout the first few dungeons, I was clinging on to a hope that the story would be the thing that redeems it. Um, and we were talking like off mic. Um, I just finished really enjoying Death Stranding. So I am a hundred percent down for like a weird story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when the combat system here just wasn't doing it for me, like I said, home, oh, you know, there's, it seems like after most, at least early on, after, maybe the whole game, after most missions, you get some sort of a story scene and that's good. You know, there's a narrative and this is going to be what saves it. And just, and earlier i had mentioned like every time i got into a groove there was like two steps back one was you know the troubles that i had with the the combat system and the constant switching of classes and then the other one was the characters in the story so every time the game kind of started uh to redeem itself a little bit i got hit like with a with a with a two punch combination of or you know three story characters combat system and just Step by step, every couple of minutes, there was something else that just, I was, I haven't been repelled by a game like this in a long time. Yeah, like it, it sounds like it's like, visceral. Like it sounds like it can, it's confusing. Like, you know, you, the, the concept that other people liked it this much confuses you. And I'll, I'll just say that, like, and I mean no disrespect, I feel like I'm listening to a space alien. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's how I felt when I played the game. <laughs> So it's just one of those things that, like, yeah, evidently your mileage will vary, but I think that it's a very uh, unique game that uh, that is definitely taking a lot of elements that you wouldn't have guessed it might have just to hear the elevator pitch of, like, Angry Final Fantasy Dark Souls. And yeah. I, I think that there is, I, I do think, especially because this game goes on sale a lot, this is something that people should at least try to experience because it is a very yeah. interesting game. A few months ago, it was on I, PlayStation Plus. I see it on uh, Google Shopping on Amazon right now for as low as 12 bucks. Yeah, like the, the like, version. you might end up Pascal if you're not having fun. I mean, go ahead and cut your losses, but I mean, you you're only out twelve bucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it is yeah. a short. It's short, right? It's a short game. Um, so it can be. Yeah. The, you said you you came into it like expecting to not like it, and I, like oddly, go ahead. I came into it expecting a very corny plot. And be having just kind of mediocre combat. And I was pleasantly surprised at me just not being able to put it down. Mm. 
I actually, and I read like our um, our site coverage of it, the review. I thought this was going to be a game that I would find to like. I remember watching like maybe one or two YouTube reviews when it first came out. Um, and I think generally positive, uh, like mid to positive, but more on the positive end of the spectrum. And I thought, oh yeah, this, especially with that, you know, that Dark Souls comparison that I would hear, this seems like something I would enjoy. Um, and just flabbergasted for how little I liked it. I had played the first demo and had really liked that. So I figured, but like I'd let it fall by the wayside in terms of when I picked it up. And then when I finally uh, sat down to play it, it's like, oh, this is, this is even better than I had expected. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. was kind of surprised too. Cause you know, Koei Tecmo puts out a lot of stuff, a lot of collaboration. I believe in the past, like three years, They've done like three or four things that are some flavor of Neo slash Dark Souls. Yeah. You so don't like, even remember that Wolong Fallen Dynasty happened. I do. Because yeah, I, I own I keep, it. I keep, I keep forgetting that game exists. Yeah. It's not even bad, but you know, no one, no, but it was yeah, no one's just favorite. Like, oh, right. That came out this year. That came out last year. Yeah. But they, they have stuff and the, the quality is all over the place. So I saw this and was like, oh, this will probably be a fun, stupid, like action y good time. And it was like way better than, <laughs> way better than that. <laughs> Much better than average. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I remember. Well, one of the reasons why we bought a PlayStation Four was so that I could play uh, Final Fantasy Type Zero, and Ooh. I just I remember Ooh. looking so forward to it and putting it in and just being so disappointed. And yeah. God, that game hurt. My uh, yeah, I, was, I tried to warn everyone about that game. No one listened to me. God, I, played, I swear, oh, yeah. God, fucking the fucking people, the fucking importers who played it were telling me Type Zero. <laughs> they were well, not telling me directly, but they were just saying, "Oh, this the, the this is the real around. shit. This is the real shit." Well, and I yeah, must I, have been the only importer I saw who was like, "Guys, this game sucks." I remember talking to Wales right after he imported, and it's like, "Oh, this game's really bad." Yeah, this yeah, game I, you're right. I did hear pe people um, importing, and this was before I was on steps, so I, I didn't know Wales very well, so he probably could have warned me but <laughs> i i just remember my expectations being through the roof for type zero and being oh. disappointed and this game being the exact opposite where my my <laughs> expectations were yeah. on the ground and i was like oh this is actually really freaking fun yeah. i should play type zero now no, as a patch no, don't, don't, don't. <laughs> find Dude, out if, don't if, if you're it. just in the negative dimension <laughs> unlike this game i'll, I I'll think enjoy it more i'm pretty sure that game is more flight. universally disliked <laughs> <laughs> what i'm really worried about is i want to play neo one and two at some point there, there are type zero fans um, we have it on our short our list of uh, possible shows, yeah. but that being said, I think that Type Zero's problem is that it was it worked better as a portable game. You were no. just supposed yeah. to play it. In no, chunks. it didn't. <laughs> it, it was did definitely not. supposed to be played as a portable game. I think it's like if if you put it and it's like like it's immediate the closest thing it has to a predecessor crisis core next to each other. I think it's worse in every way. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Like the crisis core takes is built perfectly for a portable. Whereas type zero, I'm wandering around a boring, stupid world map playing some dumb, like RTS mini game. Uh, like wh wh who is this for? This sucks. See, I, I liked, I liked the oh, RTS well, mini game. I did not like, like me. 
I did not like the uh, action bits, though. The action combat is... It was all of all of Tabata's worst instincts were on display in the action combat. Plus, plus, there's a party of characters I could not care less about. Like, you don't love Ace? <laughs> you almost, I've got to try this. Oh. I, I mean, we we need to get our. I mean, it's also to, very cheap. We need to vent about um, Type Zero at some point and have a show for that because I, I have I, I have actually issues. can't because I played like. 10 hours and it's like I'm not having fun and dropped it and never played it again. I, I should also admit I I should I did I only did the one playthrough and apparently you need to do two playthroughs at least. I'm going oh, to put this oh, out there. No. Go fuck yourself if you tell me that I need to play a game that I didn't like a second <laughs> yeah. time. All right. No, no, we're gonna do a hard I'm mandate. Disagree. Two playthroughs. Oh I'm yeah, no, I'm just saying if someone tells you that, you know that they're not your friend. <laughs> Backtrack episode in one month two playthroughs required go uh yeah there's a there's <laughs> the a game coming out that... in two weeks that's gonna that dump any such idea of that yep. do it before then. i no. i am seeing its movie next week and i am excited it's the first time i'm seeing advent children in theaters oh man that's a, that's a real oh. dumb fucking movie <laughs> it's, like it's very pretty yeah, it's dumb, and I love every second of it. But I'm also bunch, not... uh, I hope someone does a 4K uh, a, a 4K update of that uh, one gift that I remember seeing a lot in 2006 of Sid swinging around a giant banana. Oh yeah, but that that's been a running joke with me and my husband for our entire relationship since ever since. But um, so so I think we're. What about Spirits Within? You gonna watch that? Oh, uh, no, I didn't like that one. <laughs> Did I ever tell you guys about the do- the torturous double feature I had when I saw Spirits Within? I know I've no. heard this, but I don't think no, I, 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 I haven't think heard it. I've, I haven't. Uh, so we went and went with a group of friends. We saw Spirits Within. We decided to go see another movie after this. And what what other movie was out? It was AI. <laughs> Huh. I didn't a couple mind of very AI. strange film experiences. I mean, I didn't. I didn't absolutely hate it. It was just a bizarre. A it bizarre. Was not going to lift you up after being disappointed by no. Yeah, it's it's not. It, I, I I haven't I haven't I don't think I've seen AI all the way through. I don't th- but I know it's not like an upper. It's not exactly an upper for my no. mind. The weird fusion of Stanley Kubrick and Steven Spielberg was a. A unique thing that uh, it's beautiful. It was allowed to happen, but also you need to be prepared for what you're entering. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think one of the interesting things about Spirits Within is that my mom watched it and loved it, and because she had no uh, Final Fantasy expectations, no expectations about what yeah. it should be. So <laughs> that's just an interesting bit about that that movie is. Final Fantasy fans are like, oh, this sucks. Not non-Final Fantasy fans are like, wow, this is a really good sci-fi flick. Here's a, here's a bunch of, like, hating it. here's a bunch of dead-eyed weirdos shooting big bugs. <laughs> I, I, I didn't hate it. I was just like, this isn't Final Fantasy. No, no, no. But th- that's you, just if you, me. If you sh- exposed someone to it and said, this is called The Spirits Within. Yep. Uh, um, well, I, I, are we done talking Stranger of Paradise and ready to go into the roundtable? I, I feel been... like it's roundtable time. We're on, we're on Spirits Within, so <laughs> I would think so. Yeah. Um, as far as the price and availability, yeah, it's like it's on um, Xbox, it's on PlayStation, and it's on Steam. And the game Keep in mind on. that the Steam version has some weird hitches. Yeah, really? it's... Uh, 
it's it's weirdly like particularly modern processors actually hitch on it more than older ones for weird reasons that are yeah. hard to get into. Huh. Uh, I actually I haven't finished this game because I just uh, abandoned the PC version and I'm going to restart it on console. I'm, I'm usually. Is it Steam Deck compatible? It is. But it, it does run, but it still has the hitching issues. Yeah, it's okay. not not great. I mean, if you want to run it on Steam Deck, my recommendation would be set up like PlayStation Remote Play and okay. just play it that way. See, that's interesting because I I can run uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake on Steam Deck just fine. Yeah, I mean uh, that's, I like that's that's a there's something very PC specific <laughs> about there's something very specific about how the PC port is set up that causes it like on like the more modern your processor the more it is going to run into like what the fuck is happening issues. Yeah. Um, it's it's because of weird like internals about how Team Ninja's uh, internal technology works. Uh like all of their PC ports are kind of weird and oftentimes quite bad. Uh, but yeah, so j- just, just, uh, if you got a choice, like the, the console version is the way to go. Yeah. Right. Uh, and, and that being said, I believe it does have, uh, uh, still has the demo up. So I, I say, try the demo. If, yeah. if you're enjoying mm-hmm. that, go for it. If you're not, um, I, I guess you and Pascal can have a support group. <laughs> <laughs> this is my support group. I feel cleansed. Yeah. I, I feel like we were much meaner to you than a support group should be, to be fair. <laughs> I knew what I was coming into. I'm sorry you didn't like <laughs> the game, Pascal. <laughs> to, be, um, to be honest, after playing that game, this is, you know, no sweat. <laughs> like I said, t- um, being um, being lambasted by you guys is a cleansing rain. <laughs> and, I mean, you know, <laughs> some games just don't click. And it's fine. Yeah, it, like yeah. For, for me, it's just like I just feel sort of like, oh, it's, it's a shame that he doesn't, that he didn't get the same thing out no, of it that yeah. I did. Yeah. I had yeah. a great time. And I want to be clear. Yeah, this is not a case of not clicking. I <laughs> I don't click with other games too, but this is like really severe. I I, I have made it against this you much. rather than clicking. Have, yeah, how really many how many like techno koe action games have you like action RPGs have you played? Uh, name name a couple, but probably like Neo or. Or any no, Muso game? No, I'm, I'm really? not into Muso. That's what I was saying earlier. Now I'm worried because I want to play Neo One and Two. Like I, they've been on my list for a long time to play, and now I'm a little and scared. No, they're, they've they're, got they're less story. <laughs> they right, they are more Soulsy than they are yeah, more yeah. Soulsy than than this. They play like a lot more like Dark Souls clones. <laughs> they are still stage based like this. Yeah. Did you say Soulsies? Soulsies. <laughs> they are Soulsies. a lot. Yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm aware. I, I played Neo for maybe an hour one time, so I, I have a general idea. Um, and yeah, also the loot system was inherited from that as well. Uh, that's yeah, I'm a little worried about that. Uh, that's that's all. That was always my uh, worst. Uh, the, the worst thing I could say about Neo One and Two was just like, oh, this loot system's superfluous, and they just they're just wedded to that for some reason. But yeah, okay, we we should probably hit the round table. <laughs> Oh, okie dokie. Well, we are going to have a brief musical interlude with some uh, new metal, quote unquote. I'm, I'm just pissing Pascal off worse. I'm sorry. And no, new metal is fine. New metal is fine. Limp Biscuit is not. I disagreed with the Limp Biscuit comparison. I'm not defending Limp Biscuit. All right, well, let's, let's just keep Limp rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> Wheels is in favor of that. Uh, we'll be right back. Urban Assault Vehicle? I actually hate that song. <laughs> of course you do. 
Flesh grip me like the chains of a prison cell Cut it deep through the skin and my dignity I find myself, I lose myself I'm looking for something to hold on to in the darkness And welcome back to RPG Backtrack, where we are now going to get into the roundtable, or our personal feelings about Stranger of Paradise, as if we weren't getting per- personal enough More already. Personal, More personal. Um, that being said, did you guys have a favorite moment from the game? Funniest? Saddest? I, I yeah. brought up, I, I already brought up one of my candidates, but I've got more. <laughs> Do tell. Uh, this, is, this is another one that I thought was a really, I, I've brought this one up in discussions in the past, but one that I think is like a really, uh, it, it wraps up a little bit of everything that I like about the game's writing, which is right before one of the bosses, there's a cutscene. Jack is humming the like main theme of Final Fantasy one. And one of the party members asked him like, where, where did you hear that? I sometimes hear Princess Sarah singing that as well. And he, like, did she teach you that? And he like Jack, whose memory is hosed, can't remember where it came from so he's just like oh it's it's it's, it's classic everyone knows it which is a great line because it's both it's it's encapsulating his brain is hosed he doesn't know where it came from it's a good uh bit of foreshadowing about that but it's also a good joke of like oh he's humming the final fantasy one theme it's a classic everyone who's playing this knows it um, um I, I i also forgot to mention that they had paid a homage to the scene of uh the characters going over the bridge at some point mm-hmm. which, yeah. which i thought was a neat uh a neat little reference mm-hmm. um that that being said and i think i brought this up a while back my my favorite moment was just jack yelling i don't give a fuck who you are when you're fighting witch and <laughs> Not only was it such an edgelord moment, but I I took a screenshot of it and tried to post it to uh, Twitter, and PSN would not let me post it because it had the F-bomb in it. Like, even me trying to censor the (laughs) F-bomb wasn't letting me post it. It was a... I'll also bring up as as much as like the there were like infinite memes about Jack saying bullshit and running and walking off while listening to his music. Uh, I think that that scene is incredibly fun uh, on this level of like like Neon is giving like this uh, this absolutely rational response to Jack's obsession with chaos. This like. I mean, like, chaos isn't, like, a literal thing that you can just find and kill. And, like, Jack is so, uh, so, like, bent on this. He's just, like, he refuses to even interact with the argument. He has no (laughs) desire and no capacity to say anything other than bullshit. Like, he does not. uh, (laughs) And it's just, like, this perfect bit of, like, economically establishing this character is not an intellectual, does not have a strong argument for why, but has a compulsion and a need for this to be true and will scour the ends of the earth to find a physical manifestation of chaos that he could punch in the face and make die. Yeah, that's got to be my favorite moment, too. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Um, did you have one, Ryan? Uh, yeah, uh, well, I mean, David actually pointed out the one I was actually going to use. Sorry. Don't worry about. It. But I, th- I think one thing that's actually, uh, uh, if there's like, spo- it's like sport. Am I getting? Uh, sorry, I'm, tr- I'm fucking. It's backtrack. Up. We can do spoilers. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Like the part where the the uh, 
the Jed Ash Neon Sophia like uh, go Jack into killing them. Yeah, yeah, because I think it's like because it's like it's like oh this this is like a case where they're tr- there's clearly like it's like oh Jack needs to like take in the we need chaos. to die. Jack yeah. isn't just going to kill us. Yeah, unless we pick the fight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty brutal. Yeah, mm-hmm. and also like something I've been thinking of is. Despite the very edgy veneer, this is basically a Kingdom Hearts game, I feel like. It has, like, that same ultimate belief in people. Yeah. <laughs> for for as much as it is an edgy game, for as much as it is an angry game, it loves it, it still loves people. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, it, it very much believes in the human spirit. Yeah. So did any of you have a favorite character? Wait, what about me? Jack, 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 Jack. I didn't. Jack, I don't think any Jack. of us assume. I remember that you you foreshadowed there was something you had to say for this section. So yeah, sorry, Pascal. Let's pay that off, Pascal. I mean, it is odd that I would chime in on this, this topic on a positive context. Yeah. Um, I figured out how to um how to get Sophia down to her underwear. Jesus. <laughs> oh God. Oh. Oh, Never I mean, if, if this is a, if that's a commonly known thing, I did not know about it. I stumbled on it by um, coincidence. But assume it, that it functions the same way as like Neo. You just unequip all their equipment. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, wait. So that's the thing. You can't. Okay. Um, mm. You can't actually unequip stuff at all, but you can change to different gear. Um, mm-hmm. So once the girls showed up, I never had them in my party because I just did not care about the characters enough to want to try a different character in combat. So I left things as is. Um, and at some point, another character took on Sophia's starting class and mm. needed gear. And some of the gear that was currently, you know, oh, it unequipped from her was currently equipped by her. And yeah. And what I, I what I didn't realize, because I never I never bothered equipping the girls with anything because they weren't in my party anyway. So I never went to their screens and saw what was happening to their character models as I was equipping their gear on other people. But they do show up in every like cinematic. Yeah. And they show up in their currently whatever equipped they stuff. happen to be equipped. With. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> when uh, when she was equipped with nothing, <laughs> she started. And I don't know when I noticed it. I but suddenly. Suddenly, she walked into a into a into a story scene, still wearing like her dragon toe boots, but otherwise just like underwear. <laughs> and then I thought that was pretty pretty fucking hilarious. So I left her like that. The rest of the, I mean, I, it was not useful for me to to equip her with anything anyway. So that's how she stayed most of the time. <laughs> I had a really uh, good time in the cutscenes that I walked into when my best helmet was a fucking fedora. Which yeah, does happen on occasion. You know, there's an odd choice here. I I'm not a um I don't I'm not a fan of of headgear being displayed because a lot of the headgear is face covering. Um, in well, in this game certainly. So I turn. There is an option to toggle yeah, that can, off. You can undisplay it. But yeah. also a lot of um a lot of classes use a uh, use body armor that includes some sort of head covering. And in in many cases, I think even face covering, like a a robe will have a hood that you cannot that you can't go around, and the hood has like a um like a but the hood is not considered like veil or, or not something. considered a helmet or something to be. And removed. it's not a helmet, yeah. So it's not it's the um the the option to toggle off headgear doesn't catch it, and still you can't see your character. The weird choice. The, yeah, yeah. Um, 
So I'm I really feel like that's it. That's that's my po- that's my positive moment. What a sad. So so we all agreed that Jack is the best character. <laughs> yes. Jack's extremely no. fun. Uh, no. yeah. Yes, Pascal agrees. <laughs> Uh, let's not listen. Uh, but I'm, I, I would say I, I also appreciate that uh, following uh, Stranger Paradise's release, the one of the running jokes that the Final Fantasy Twitter account loved to do was it would be like, "Who's your favorite uh, representative of X job?" And it would just have like someone from every Final Fantasy game, but Jack would always be in there <laughs> <laughs> every single time. That's pretty cool. It's uh, he's my favorite of many versions, many jobs. But yeah, uh, he, he's he's fun. It's it's fun. There's some depth to him, but he's also ridiculous, and uh, I appreciate both of those things. It sounds like that. Um, the many the many faces of <laughs> who's the guy from um, uh, Parks and Rec? Ron Berg? No, Josh, uh, Nick, Berg, Nick Swanson. Um, Ron, yeah, but his yeah. character. Uh, I was like that, that T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, that's his I character, isn't it? Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I, I butchered his name. His name is Nick Offerman. His yeah, yeah. You you, brought, you you conflated the actor Nick Offerman with his character. I, Ron. I did. It's so weird. He's so yeah. I mean, iconic. <laughs> but uh, it's that that shirt where every you know every emotion looks exactly the same on him. <laughs> that's what I'm hearing you describe. He's got he's got a bit of, of range, but it's all take. filtered through anger, and it's beautiful. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I've met people like that. <laughs> um, so, so did any did any of you guys have a favorite job? Surprisingly, not wizard. I was surprised how much I ended up liking Berserker. Mm. Uh, the the Berserker buffs are really strong, and the uh, like just in general, like the giant axe weapon is very good at just allowing you to bully enemies. <laughs> like you can just. Uh, make some big swings and it usually will sort of knock them off balance enough mm-hmm. that the potentially slow action of the uh, of the X doesn't really matter because they aren't getting a word in edgewise anyway. <laughs> Is Berserker one of the ones with Warcry? Uh, I don't remember if that's what it's called, but basically it allows you to just like buff your uh, buff your damage uh, very um, easily. That's not it. Then there's one that has like a um, a starting ability that gives a that heals for a short while. No, no, Berserker just uh, Berserker has like berserker rage that uh, you just yeah. uh, you get stronger <laughs> i think i played most as much time as i could with samurai it, samurai yeah. is really interesting because samurai gets way stronger when you're when you have enough time like the alternate stance where you get much faster attacks that really can just slice through a thing's health bar but it requires you to essentially sacrifice the ability to defend yourself in any real fashion. So you have to really know when to use it. See, I, I use so many of the d- different jobs that it was really hard for me to, p- to pick a, a mm-hmm. favorite. But I think I ended yeah. up going with Sage at the end just because it was, oh, a nice really little, strong. it was a nice little mix of magic and melee combat that just really clicked with me. Mm-hmm. Um, th- yeah, those, that being those endgame mastery jobs are really powerful. Mm. So that being said, I, I did like Monk quite a bit just because of how quick and I, I really like jobs or uh, combat styles that are just light and quick in video games. So I played that. Yeah, that's usually lot. what I go for, which is why I was surprised that I took to Berserker because that's the kind of thing that I usually hate being like the big slow thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and, and, uh, oh wait, Ryan, Ryan, did you say your favorite job? Uh, 
I think um, I'm not sure I have one because I, I think I was just switching around so much. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's there's so many that it makes perfect sense to be like, oh, I just liked switching between them. I liked the variety, so yeah. can't blame you. And, and did you have Pascal, one? You, oh, sorry, <laughs> uh, I, Pascal, you didn't have anything in particular. No, I did. I mentioned um, Samurai is, I think, what I used. Mm-hmm. That's Wheels. my. Uh, and that's then, my then I rambled for like three minutes about how it worked. <laughs> <laughs> um, my favorite class is the newest and shiniest at the moment. <laughs> Whatever is new right now at this exact Yes, yes basically. <laughs> Fair enough. There's some cool ones uh, in the DLC as well. Like the DLC adds some neat ones. That, oh, I haven't uh, played the DLC. Oh, the DLC I haven't either. Super che- it's oh, super cheap. It's worth it neither. just for the new jobs. <laughs> is is it cheap on PSN too? I need to. Usually. That's that's where I'm gonna. <laughs> well, how much is it? Uh, I don't know what it is. Like full price, I don't think it's more than like fifteen. But uh, oh. season pass. Let's see how much that ended up being. Um, so like full price. I'm looking at the Steam page where it's probably currently full price. Let me double check. Um, yeah, it's uh, currently uh, full price at fifteen dollars. So because I uh, don't normally go back to games with DLC, but this this one I wanted to, and yeah, yeah. The the new content is fun if you really if you want to like uh do it goes into like the full ff1 plot and the uh and it as a bonus also has you fight the emperor from ff2 uh and it adds a bunch of new jobs uh which which that surprised me that they brought in ff2 yeah that was that was fun though just because we get like the contrast of like we've now humanized the the essentially completely characterless villain of Final Fantasy One. Now here's FF two. The Emperor is still just a huge piece of shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, um, post game, not DLC. There's also some stuff you can do. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember attempting. I, th- I think it's just it's just the same. Um, what the the arch? What are they, arch demons? Arch fiends? Whatever. The fiends. Um, yeah, the four is fiends. It just them again. I feel like it is. There's there's but, a bunch of like optional missions that are just sort of like you go through a dungeon backwards or uh you do yeah things like the the uh, upgraded fiends that sort of thing in the post game I thought you had those uh, earlier too though oh yeah no I'm saying that like in gen- I'm talking about the optional content in general yeah uh, I, well okay so I know that there were like some like dungeon revisits and stuff earlier on but then um there's some so high level I I tried and um yeah they're, they're really powerful the end so game is really... really hard like if you thought that the yeah. base game wasn't hard enough the end game is for you <laughs> right if you want to do another 20 hours of of missions and grinding i guess and then maybe you'll get you just like the those. action that much which i kind of did <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's definitely for you guys uh, i mean that was not for me I, I would never advise that you spend your time on that <laughs> no oh no worries <laughs> it did not happen <laughs> And then finally, did you guys have any special memories tied to this game? Uh, I, I yeah. mostly the like I, I played it relatively recently. You can hear me talking about it on the on Q and A quest a few months ago. But uh, one of the things the like the thing that most sticks out to me is that, uh, like I said, it, it, as as someone who how Pascal feels about this game, I feel about Final Fantasy 16. I played it right afterwards, and this was a good palate cleanser, as well as I was playing it 
while streaming it for some friends and just like uh, generally just annihilating certain things that they had struggled with to their consternation. So it was just kind of Mm -hmm. a fun like, oh, this is this is another way that you could play it if you if you're still struggling with X, Y or Z. And, and see, I it was fairly recently, so I don't really have anything too special related to it other than mm-hmm. on RPG Cast, me trying to get Chris to play it because he's like, wow, it's actually good. Like, yeah. Uh, other than that, I, I've kind of got nothing. I, mm-hmm. I played it. Me. I had fun. Well, Pascal. Um, it was uh, it was awesome. Um, when early in the game, and I, I honest, when they uh, when I when uh, Jack stared at a a field of grass, and I think the sun was setting or something, yeah. and my way started playing. The record shows mm-hmm. I took the blow. And it was so surreal. Did it I did, my I did... way? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't, I didn't want to interrupt. I, I didn't think you were going to go for the whole entire line. <laughs> you got to do um, it. It's the only way to get the full effect. <laughs> I did I did something I, I sometimes do with new when I start a new game, which is I'll decide to start it late at night, and then I'll only play for maybe 30 minutes. And then, mm-hmm. you know, it's bedtime. So uh, I turn it off. And that played right about the time I stopped playing whatever my first session was very brief session yeah it would be right after the tutorial fight and then like the explicit tutorial the the intro boss yeah and when i woke up the next the next morning i honestly was like i think i had a dream a really fucking weird dream that my (laughs) way was playing that can't be true like there's no way that happened and i ended up when i that day or whatever day i went back to the game um because i I didn't hate it yet (laughs) that was i was way too early I had not yet been bathed in fury. Not yet. Uh-huh. Um, I just started it over and did the intro again because I said, "There's that 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 didn't happen." I have like, to see what that scene actually looked like. What was actually playing during that? <laughs> right, I, I imagined that. And um, then they played it again in the and during the credits at the end of the game. And they have the audacity, and I think I put up a middle finger um, when uh, when when the songs are listed. <laughs> it's um, it's it's titled "My Way." hyphen theme of final fantasy stranger of paradise i said fuck <laughs> you officially the theme dare. of final fantasy 15 is stand by me <laughs> an amazing rendition of that song too oh yeah it's fantastic i mean i would ra- you listen final fantasy 15 i don't i don't remember hating it but the second i finished it it started like spoiling and souring in my memory it did I mean, that exact moment, I was over it so thoroughly that it just, wow. I don't i don't look back on it fondly at all. And I, I would yeah, rather I go back and play, <laughs> I'd rather go back and play Final Fantasy 15 than spend another minute with this game. I mean, I, I like 15. Uh, go and playing be... another great Final Fantasy seems fine to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no objections really to that. <laughs> okay. Well, that would require me to, to, to bash final fantasy 15 which i can't do so no, no. you I, caught no, me in the trap <laughs> i think it's a win for me everybody mic drop <laughs> yeah i love the i love the over the top needle drop like let's let's just pull the strain like something that is representative but also completely deranged <laughs> uh i have a great way to put this uh, and like that, this game has more like Devil May Cry DNA than the Final Fantasy that involved 
Someone that actually worked on Devil May Cry. We're not doing this, I promise. I just did it. <laughs> we're not doing this. We're, we're not yet. Like, in a year, I will unleash a fury so total and so complete that the podcast will never recover. But today is yeah, not Jesus. that day. You're gonna, yeah, you're going to release a fury and then you're going to get accused of... Being the gosh darn Westerner or whatever. Oh, I'm not going into this. We're, okay, next time. Well, not next time, but that day is yet to come. <laughs> I was say, ne- next time we're doing Elden Ring. Yeah, uh, there will which, be happy people there. I, I know the Pascal will be happy. Um, I don't know. I, I think Elden Ring was pretty universally loved. Yeah, I don't I don't know that you could corral someone who's going to come in and say, I didn't like Elden Ring. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the game is trash. No, I'm going to try and ra- wrangle Chris. Um, but he and, didn't like it? No, he liked it. Oh, okay. He, he was getting yeah. mad because apparently I was better at Elden Ring than he was. You'll draw almost, out anger by hook or by crook. I almost rage quit Elden Ring. Uh, f- f- not because of, like, challenge or whatever, but for... So that I did I did briefly hate it. Yeah, I remember, you mentioned this earlier. that you would, There was, like, a yeah. single-day period where you hated it. Uh, That's accurate. <laughs> But uh, that that being said, this was this was a good show. Um, th- thank oh, you, yeah. ev- <laughs> everyone, for hanging out. Ryan, Wheels, Pascal, David. Um, it, it, it was a blast. I, I I love it when I can d- do a show and I don't have to direct you guys too much. <laughs> it's total chaos. <laughs> That's chaos, baby. Um, and of course, thank you to Bat for hanging out and uh, do, doing the editing and being my podcast partner in crime. We could not do this without you. And You're welcome. I'm still here. One day are... I will be on a podcast where Matt has things to say. <laughs> uh, he said, he said plenty last week. Games. Yeah, but I wasn't there for that. <laughs> he said plenty he last week. He's time to for... think of his, his quippy uh, Discord comment. <laughs> oh, God, we're doing this on air now. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we have Persona 3 coming up in a couple weeks. And talk about needing a naysayer for that. Hey, um, I'm there for this. I was going to say, that's, I, you know. I, I volunteer just, as tribute. Persona, Persona 3 is that's the best one. Don't at me. Okay, no, I'm not doing this. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, you, sp- you spelled five wrong. Yeah. Five is the actual worst Don't one. do it. Don't do it. Oh. If I'm, if I'm going to be the, the Persona hipster, I'm going to say actually two is the best one. Um, yeah, I was, was going to say I I've need play, to. I haven't played those older I haven't played those older ones. I'm just, one I'm is just a bad game. Two is a, uh, two is a not amazing gameplay experience, but definitely the series best narrative. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't think you. one is bad. You just need to play the right version. No, it's bad. <laughs> I've played all of them. I think As I played have a little I. I just put David's we, name in for Persona 3. Oh, Lord. What what week are we doing this? Uh, it's I a think it's after. Today, so. I, th- I was going to say, is it okay. after Elden Ring? Or am I it's after Elden Ring. Ring. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be there to be the one that is arguing that it's not a terrible game, but that is... Uh, that it is the least uh, thematically uh, complete feeling of the games. What? Okay, don't, yeah. I, I don't agree. How do I agree with that? I like Tartarus. Save that for a now. Save it like for the show. Crawling. <laughs> That's the only thing in that game I like. Uh, I about Koromu, or the dog. Hey, Koromaru. He's a good boy. Never See, that's why three is the best one. Koromaru's good. Mm, I've, I, no, the, the cat's game. better. Sorry. 
Yep. I'm stuck, I'm stuck in this world. No. I'm, I'm, no, I'm not having this. You're not already doing this. Okay, moving on. I'm, I'm going to say one last thing, and that is I am stuck in a world where this is a game that I don't like that much, but have played through five times. Wow. Did you finish the new one? Uh, I am in uh, mid-October, so I will oh, have well. finished the new one by uh, the end of the weekend. <laughs> I've technically only played each of these Persona games like once, and I still feel like three. It feels like the, the one I've played the most. Anyway, it's uh, it's the longest. It's the most obligately long. Well, well, it's because I played. It's because I played like two versions of it. And then, oh, you mm-hmm. probably played Fest and Portable as well. Yeah, you Fest play and OG Fest and, like, and I tr- Portable. <laughs> I I didn't beat it. I th- I think it took me like several years to to finish it through Portable because OG I think I tr- Fest Portable Portable again. <laughs> And now reload. Yeah, because I think I attempted Fez twice, but then the first time, my the fucking like virtual memory card, my PS3 died or something. That's rough. Yeah, and, virtual memory cards can die. That's that's some I, accurate I, emulation I, there, Sony. I, Jeez. I, I, and, well, it's a virtual death. It's it it just deleted itself somehow. I don't know how. I, was, I think I was like thirty two hours in or something. Yeah, probably in like July or August, but uh, yeah, August around that. Uh, well, we'll get to that in a month. <laughs> we'll get to that next month. Stick around. In the meantime, Elden Ring. That'll be the next show. Come listen to it. It's going to be a blast. And this show was a blast, but I think it is about that time for us. So thanks, guys. Thanks, listeners. We will be back in a pair of weeks. So have a great rest of your week. We'll see ya. The universe is back to normal.